Hey friends, Devin here. Uh, so we're back in school this week, and we just wanted to give you an update on our building use. We're actually renting out two of our rooms to an out-of-school care program for uh, kids at Casorso Elementary School and Dorothy Walker Elementary School. Uh, this Sunday and throughout September, we have more KGF uh, park gatherings. There's a link in the newsletter which gets sent out every Thursday to give you the details on where those gatherings are happening. So if you need to sign up for that, you can go on our website at kgfchurch.com, scroll down until you see a button that says sign up for our mailing list, and then you'll get the newsletter. Fun fact, I've been at this church for seven years and I just signed up for the newsletter, so don't be like me. Last thing I want to mention is that we are looking for youth leaders. So we're starting up youth group on September 22nd, and uh, I'd love to see some youth leaders step out. Uh, we have an amazing program. It's a lot of fun. We're really looking for uh, female youth leaders. So if that interests you, if you have a heart for teens, if you want to walk with them, point them to Jesus, mentor them, uh, please let me know. Or if you know of anyone, uh, you can send them my contact info at devan, D-E-V-A-N, at kgfchurch.com, and that would be awesome. Thanks. Hey, KGF family, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, my name is Joel. I'm one of the pastors here at the church. Uh, just at, as we head into a time of worship and singing, uh, let's read together Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house. For endless days. So where have you seen God's power and mightiness in your life this week? Now, it can take some looking back to see uh, how God is working in your life, but I promise you that he has been working in your life this week. He is working in your life right now, and he will be working in your life for as long as you live. So as we uh, sing, let's praise God for his awesome power and reflect um, on how he's been powerful this past week.
our God who comes to save is here to set the captives free. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains. And every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before Him.
introduced this song last week. It's just a beautiful picture of God's nearness to us. Oh, how high would I climb mountains if the mountains were where you hide? And oh, how far I'd scale the valleys if you grace the other side. And oh, how long if I chased rivers from lowly seas to where they rise against the rush of grace descending from the source of its supply. Cause in the highlands and the heartache, you're neither more or less inclined. I would search and stop at nothing. You're just not that hard to find. Oh, I will praise you on the mountain. And I will praise you when the mountains in my way. You're the summit where my feet are. So I will praise you in the valleys all the same. No less God within the shadows. No less faithful when the night leads me astray. So you're the
shadows, my song of ascent. Whatever I walk through, wherever I am, your name can move mountains wherever I stand. And if ever I walk through the valley of death, I'll sing through the shadows, my song of ascent, my song of ascent. Thank you that when we call you are near. So God, today we pray for those who need you near, who need to feel you near the most. Sick, the poor, the orphan, the widow, the hurting and the broken. Be near to them today, God. Speak to them and tell them I am near. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, good morning, KGF Church. It's, uh, it's great to be with you guys today. I love Sundays. It's one of my favorite days of the week because, as you guys know, I love church. I love connecting as a group. And I just want you to know those days, are they're coming. I'm praying for a vaccine, and I'm believing that God is going to restore um, health. And this pandemic that we're in the middle of, um, we're going to get through it. We're going to get back to church here. And it's going to be beautiful. And we're going to celebrate and worship louder than we ever have before. So it's going to be good. I want to say a big thanks over to my buddy, Joel. Joel, thanks for, your, uh, for leading us for the however long last four or five months. The song Joel sang today, it's called Highlands. It's by Hillsong United. I got to tell you, that song has some special meaning to me. Whenever we're, we're traveling to our cabin, there's this road. It's called Eagle Bay Road. And it's in the boonies. And my radio reception and my Sirius XM, because I love to listen to the message, it's toast. And so I got one CD in my car, and it's Hillsong United, and it's the Highlands CD. Whenever that song comes on, I just, I just can't help but sing it louder and louder. There's a part in the song, it says, I will praise you on the mountain, and I will praise you when the mountain's in my way. And the reason behind me singing it loud is because I ask myself, I'm like, Jeff, do you mean that? When you guys sing worship songs and you're, you're, you're praising God, do you ever ask yourselves, do you believe the words you're singing? 
because there's some pretty big, big claims out there. Like some of the worship music, the claims in those songs are massive claims about our lives. And I just want to be honest with God. I don't want to sing to him if I don't mean it. Well, in Hillsong Highlands, it says, I will praise you on the mountains. Okay, we're all good at that. We can all praise God when life's going fantastic. Our, our prayers are answered the way we wanted them to, and God's filled our lives with his beautiful blessings, and relationships are, are healthy. But the tough question is, and he says in songs, he says, I will praise you when the mountain's in my way, when life is really tough. And I know that can look different for every one of us. And for, for maybe some people watching today, they're right in the middle of the mountain being in the way. And I, I hope, my hope for you and my hope for me is that we will praise God even when the mountain's in the way because our faith is so strong that we trust God and we know that he'll take us through those tough times. And so that song is beautiful. And as I, as I sing that song and I'll play that CD over and over again until it doesn't work down Eagle Bay Road, um, my prayer is that my, my family, myself, my church, we can sing that song even when the mountain's in the way. Today, we're going to talk about a story where Jesus takes three friends up the mountainside. And uh, Peter, James, and John go with him, and they get, to, uh, they get to encounter Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Would you follow along with me and read it? So it's Mark 9, um, verse 2, if you want to join me, or just follow along, please. It says, After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There, Jesus was transformed before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. You know, if, if I'm up there, if I'm Peter, James, and John, I'm like, I cannot wait to hear that conversation. What does Elijah and Moses and Jesus talk about? Are they talking about, Jesus, you got to get back to heaven soon. We miss you, man. Or are they talking about, Jesus, you got to hurry back up. This is Elijah. He's probably saying, I've been beating Moses and ping pong for the last how many years? I need you coming back. I don't know. But I just imagine that conversation being absolutely incredible. And um, I can imagine what it did to Peter, James, and John and their faith as they got to listen to that conversation. Let's keep reading. It's, uh, Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. <laughs> Peter just, he did not know what to say. They were, they were so frightened. I, I don't think they were frightened, like scared, like, whoa. I think they were just more in awe. Like Moses, Elijah, and Jesus together talking. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love, listen to him. I want to talk about that last line for the next 10 minutes or seven minutes, whatever, I, whatever time I have left, because I believe that one line, if you're going to memorize one line in scripture, it might be that line. God says to Peter, James, and John, he looks at him and he says, this is my son whom I love. 
listen to him. I got to confess, when I first heard, um, read this scripture because I knew I was preaching on it, I read it, and, and as I read it fresh for the first time, it really struck a chord with me because when I hear God say, listen to him, I instantly went to some of my, my sin. And I'm like, oh man, you're right, God. Why am I not listening to Jesus and, and, and getting rid of sin that might be creeping into my life? And it, it definitely touched a nerve for me. And for the last two weeks that I've been preparing for today, I've actually been saying that scripture over and over again in my mind. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. If there's one piece of scripture, probably the most powerful words that God says, it's probably that one. Because when you listen to Jesus, man, incredible things happen. Today, I want to do a little bit of a, a practical experiment. As I heard those words, listen to him, my mind also went to a, a number of scriptures and, and teachings from Jesus. His disciples were following Jesus. They were learning from Jesus. The word disciple actually means follower and it means learner. So the greatest teacher of all kind, Jesus Christ, taught us a ton of stuff. I can't get to it all. But when God says, listen to him, I thought maybe we could go over some of the, some of the things that jumped out at me. And then I have a challenge for you guys after. So these are the scriptures. When I hear the words, listen to him, and, and strictly from the scriptures, I'm not necessarily referring to at this point, listen to the Holy Spirit on how to live your life. And God will talk to you every day through his spirit. But I'm talking about the scriptures, the teachings that Jesus gave us right here in the Bible. So what I want to do is I want to spend the rest of our time focusing on this one line. This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. If you can remember one thing from today, can you please memorize this scripture for the rest of your life? And maybe it's something that you could do as well, just like I did. Say it to yourself over and over again. It's, it's powerful. And it really helps us push the reset button because it takes our eyes off of what's going on in our world and it puts them back on Jesus. And it's, it's powerful. These are some of the, the teachings and the messages that jumped out at me. And my challenge for you is coming shortly. Number one, when I read this scripture, I thought of this one. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. That scripture is really powerful to me because I want to listen to Jesus because I love him. Not because of, of what might happen to me if I don't. I get it, consequences are a great motivator and we all have them, we all need them. But man, I want to love Jesus so much that I don't want to let him down. And when I do, I feel terrible and I go straight to him and I ask for forgiveness. John 14, 15, it talks about honoring Jesus out of love. And so that one really jumped out at me. There's a song called Cornerstone and it talks about the weak made strong and Jesus talks about making us strong through him and giving us the power of the Holy Spirit. And whenever I see or hear that song, Cornerstone, weak made strong, I think about the, the guys at Freedom's Door and Teen Challenge where I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to like 
go there and share scripture with. I look around this room when I'm there and there's, you know, 25 strong men, big guys. But they realize that they're weak and I'm weak. And my guess is if you're watching this, you probably have areas in your life where you're weak too. That's the whole point behind Jesus. That's why we need a savior. And so when I think about Jesus and what God tells us, listen to him, I believe that he will make my weaknesses and your weaknesses strong. This teaching jumped out at me, obviously. I don't want to miss this. And, and Pastor Levi talked about this a few weeks ago. He talked about Jesus being the Son of God, coming to earth in the human form. When I think about, this is my dearly loved Son, listen to him. I think about this right here. I think about Jesus as our judge and our redeemer. You know, it's interesting. Uh, th for some people, this might be hard to hear. Like, there, Jesus, he's judging me? <laughs> well, yeah, he is, out of love. He loves you so much that he wants you to overcome your weaknesses, overcome your sin. And then what he does is through his love, like any, any good father, he redeems you. He makes you new, new through God, through the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit it takes life inside of you and he redeems you. And for your weaknesses, when you go to Jesus and you're like, man, Jesus, will you forgive me? He redeems that. He will always forgive you. There's nothing too big for Jesus. I have three more things that jumped out at me when I heard this scripture. This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. See if I can make this stay right here. Those who go to Jesus are forgiven. I think sometimes we need to hear that. Jesus taught us over and over and over to, that, to come to him, to go to Jesus. I don't know, maybe you're holding on to something that, that you might think is too big for Jesus, but I just want you to know his teachings tell us there's nothing too big. When you surrender to Jesus Christ, to the Lord of Lords, you're forgiven and he will remember your sins no more. You've, you've been redeemed. You get a clean slate. You get to start over. And I think sometimes that's really important to be reminded of. I need to hear that because sometimes I hold on to my, my guilt and guilt can be, can be really, really heavy. And I believe Jesus wants us to walk around without that weight. And he wants us to walk around free and light. I got two more, church. I, was, I had a friend over to, uh, to our cabin there. We were just chatting. We were sitting by a campfire and we were just talking. And I don't know how this came up. But I said to him, I said, you know, as, I, as I'm getting older and I'm growing up, I said, one of the things I'm really learning how to do is to see people the way God sees them, the way Jesus sees them. And, and Jesus, he loved them all. And sometimes I know when I was younger, I would not see people the way Jesus did. I was judgmental. And um, 
had opinions before I really got to know them and I got to hear their story. But one of the beautiful things about Jesus is he changes us. And sometimes it's a slow change. Um, and I believe Jesus teaches us. He's like, see people the way I see them. And when I do that and I'm learning to see people the way Jesus does, my heart is much softer and I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more ready to just love them for who they are, where they are, broken just like I am. And last but not least, I really, I really believe in the resurrection and Jesus teaching us about the resurrection and how he will come again to judge the living and the dead. And we're, and we're supposed to, as followers of Jesus, we're supposed to be ready for that. And I'm excited. If it happens to be while we're alive, then great. But if not, I still celebrate the resurrection and the fact that Jesus will come again. Now, I bet you there's people sitting there right now thinking, this is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. They're probably thinking, Jeff, you didn't, you didn't talk about this. Jesus talks about this in the Bible a lot. And you didn't talk about this. And you didn't talk about this. Well, I just want to encourage you guys. When we're all done today, I have a challenge for you. So don't go anywhere. We have a couple quick interviews. And then we're going to tie this all back together. Well, thanks, Jeff, for uh, sharing with us that uh, message from the, uh, the kitchen table. And uh, now we get to uh, hear from some friends of mine, from uh, Alyssa, and I'm going to blank. I did it again. Alyssa and Grace. I, I blank. You guys know that about me. Uh, so uh, we're going to hear from them. Uh, we've been talking in our church for some time about um, encouraging people to uh, mentors. I shared about that last Sunday and about forming triads, groups of three, or maybe maximum four people gathering together to go deeper in their walk with God. And so uh, these young ladies have been part of uh, forming a triad, and we get to talk with them today. So uh, Alyssa and Grace, um, you've been... Um, uh, what has motivated you to uh, get involved in a triad, and, and how did it start? Alyssa, share with us. Sure. So um, Jen Wagler was the one who reached out to me initially um, back in April when um, Phil had just sort of introduced the idea of triads. And um, it was something that really struck a chord with me because I think we're all looking for that connection and a way to stay um, somewhat plugged into our church community during this time. Yeah, Jen also reached out to me. And I think what really motivated motivated me to really get connected was COVID had hit. And I'm like, oh, I really need a good way to connect on a deeper level with other um, women from our church. And we had been talking about triads in our life group. And I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity. And I loved how it was almost like it was also intergenerational group for mm. us. And so that was a really neat um, connection point. That's very cool. And then it was also cool that, so we started with the three of us in April, and then in June we started a quadrad and introduced uh, Daniela to our group as well, and that's just been a real um, treasure to have the four of us, um, when it does work with our schedules, to have the four of us meet together. So it doesn't always have to be three. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and how often do you guys meet? Once a week, or once every two weeks, we switched it up a little bit for the summer. Okay. And what have you found uh, that's been really beneficial for you in, in being part of a triad? Um, 
Alyssa. What's been beneficial? I love the accountability aspect of it, the, the mentorship component, mm -hmm. and just really digging into scripture. And what we've chosen as a triad quadrad um, is to go through um, a book of the Bible. We started with uh, Philippians and moved on to Acts and just reading a chapter and picking out a verse that was really significant to us or really um, impacted us. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we would um, share prayer requests or share what's happening happening in our lives. And so that combination was, um, I'd say, a very beautiful example of discipleship and not just mentoring, but co-discipleship, if that makes sense. And um, yeah. Yeah, so you end up a little bit of peer mentoring. Yeah. Cool. That's neat. Um, is there some things that God's been teaching you through this uh, in personally in, in your faith journey? Um, what's, what's been meaningful? Anything kind of like aha moments or, um, oh, man, now I can really get that. Yeah, I'll speak to this. Um, it's really remarkable to see um, what, what verse will stick out to one person that I've read this chapter maybe you know, a few times before and nothing's really stuck out to me. Um, and then when you read it for for another time, you realize that it is like the Bible is the living, living breathing word of God. And it really makes um, an impact when you realize that what stood out to one person doesn't stand out to the other. Um, but how God spoke through me or has kind of shown me through the triad um, there was an example when we were going through Philippians, um, when, um, I think it's in Philippians 2, when Grace pointed out that um, in relationships, we're called to have the mindset of Christ. And that sort of sparked this really cool conversation about what it is to have a mindset of Christ um, in our relationships and how that can, um, what that looks like in our lives. And I I had just kind of skimmed over that verse and had moved on to something else that had impacted me, but to circle back and to just really rest on that verse and to to absorb what that mindset was, was it was just a really powerful week. Mm. Neat. Yeah, it was a really cool conversation that came out of that. And not only have we been able to point out verses to each other or learn something that we wouldn't have known or understood before, but um, our time in the word and with each other has spurred on um continual like learning in the sense of we were talking about the holy spirit because we were going through acts and we're talking about okay when is the holy spirit when is the first time the holy spirit appears in um, the old testament and because we talked about how the holy spirit came upon the believers in acts 2 mm -hmm. and so what is so that question of like, well, where does he, what's the first time he's talked about in Old Testament? And so that spurred on some continual um, inquiry. And it was like, oh. So I came back the next week, look what I learned. <laughs> and it was a really neat mm -hmm. conversation that came from that. And so, um, and then to answer your question as well, for me, what's been really, God's been teaching me the power of encouragement and how important that is. And especially when at the beginning of the COVID pandemic and everything was happening and there was a lot of uncertainty, we were really encouraging one another, which was super great. Um, and it was like God was using this group to encourage each of us to be encouraged. And that was really, really wonderful and helpful during that time. Mm -hmm. And still. Mm. 
So I didn't prepare you for this question, but what do you find the difference would be in terms of, say, a, a normal life group, uh, a larger group of, you know, 8 to 15 people, your experience with that and your experience with this, um, how would you compare those? Or um, not, not that one is better than the other, but it's a different kind of experience. So um, I know I didn't prepare you for this question, but uh, what kind of response would you have to that? What's been uh, different for you? Yeah, I think I would compare it to something like going to church versus um, meeting in a Bible study. Um, you, there's a sense of community that you get in both ways, but like you said, there's um, sometimes there's just um, you get to hear from more people the larger the group. Um, there's an intimacy to the tw- triad and the quadrad that we have, um, a sense of trust um, and mentorship that's a lot closer knit mm. um, than the uh, than a life group that I'm part of that ha- we're close knit. We, there's a lar- lot of vulnerability and a lot of trust in that group as well. Um, but as far as just digging into scripture and just really having that space um, for questions and just the space to wrestle with something or just sit on a verse that has really just impacted us in a way that we never would have thought it di- it would have. Mm. Um, there's just a little more, I guess, flexibility in that. Um, but they're just, they fill us up in different aspects of just the intimacy of digging into God's word versus the connection and, um, and being part of a larger community. Mm. Well said. Mm-hmm. I think for me... Um, especially as a very big people person, and I, we're all people people, but in regards to being a people person, I like to hop between and see everybody in the group. So in a group of 8 to 15, they'll be like, oh, how's it going? Good. Oh, good. And so um, when I do that, I love being able to connect, but that doesn't always mean it's a connection on a deeper basis, whereas in a triad, there's only three other people, and so I can really ask questions and listen and just give my whole attention to the person talking and not that I don't try to give my attention in a larger group but there's a sense uh, a place for deeper connection I think Mm -hmm. and when it's a smaller group you have more space to be vulnerable and um, to a level that may not be um, doable for a larger group and I think there's a special beauty in the connection that happens in a triad group so Mm -hmm. yeah well, thank you, ladies, for sharing with us today a bit of your little snapshot of your life. And um, we uh, invite our uh, brothers and sisters in our family and guests to think about uh, developing a triad of your own. And um, there's some uh, information on our website about triads, and I just want to encourage you to think about this way of uh, going deeper in your faith in a tight-knit community that... Uh, just is uh, very cool. I know how much I've appreciated it in my life. So blessings on your day. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you as you journey through uh, the various ways of connecting in our church these days, even though they're very different than they used to be. Thank you. So church, as we wrap up today, I want to ask you guys to, to think about something. If you'll take a look over here, it says, this Sunday is a powerful reminder of some of Jesus' teachings and his life-giving words. What section of Jesus' teachings was a reminder that your heart needed to hear today and why? So 
to elaborate on that for a second. Maybe there's, maybe there's a, a quick little teaching here that you grabbed onto and you're like, yeah, that was the one I needed. Or maybe there's something that you're thinking about right now that you're going to share within your group, within your hub, and you guys can just talk about what does listen to Jesus, listen to him, mean to you? I want to read this one last time, and then we'll sign off. This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. In your hubs, share something that jumped out at you when you heard that scripture. Church, I miss you guys. I can't, get, I can't wait to get back together. I'm looking forward to it. I wish you guys all the best. Be blessed. Hey, friends. Devin here. Uh, so we're back in school this week, and we just wanted to give you an update on our building use. We're actually renting out two of our rooms to an out-of-school care program for uh, kids at Casorso Elementary School and Dorothy Walker Elementary School. Uh, this Sunday and throughout September, we have more KGF uh, park gatherings. There's a link in the newsletter which gets it sent out every Thursday to give you the details on where those gatherings are happening. So if you need to sign up for that, you can go on our website at kgfchurch.com, scroll down until you see a button that says sign up for our mailing list, and then you'll get the newsletter. Fun fact, I've been at this church for seven years, and I just signed up for the newsletter, so don't be like me. Last thing I want to mention is that we are looking for youth leaders. So we're starting up youth group on September 22nd, and uh, I'd love to see some youth leaders step out. Uh, we have an amazing program. It's a lot of fun. We're really looking for uh, female youth leaders. So if that interests you, if you have a heart for teens, if you want to walk with them, point them to Jesus, mentor them, uh, please let me know. Or if you know of anyone, uh, you can send them my contact info at devan, D-E-V-A-N, at kgfchurch.com. And that would be awesome. Thanks.